Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Way everybody's here. Good to see you guys on Zoom. Lovely to see you. Virginie from France is here. Whoa, whoa. Don't forget, guys, it's my birthday tomorrow, okay? Melanie, I'm reminding everybody. <laughs> uh, today, I'm so excited. We're getting this close to the end of the private victories, the personal victories. So we have... Uh, Today and tomorrow, and it's going to be called a close. I was sharing with Jean-Philippe in our mastermind group. I said, it's only when we master um, habits one, two, and three that we can actually move on to habits four, five, and six, which are the public, pa uh, public victory. So thank you for joining us today. My name is Maria Mariano. I keep saying 38 years, but you know what? It's 39 years in September. I love the month of September. It's my birthday. Melanie, I can hear you yawning, by the way, on Podbeam. <laughs> you can close your microphone at the bottom. If you just tap on it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, she's a newbie. I like calling her my newbie. <laughs> Um, and after 38 years, I look at everything we're studying in Stephen Covey, and honestly, honestly, it, he's right on point. So if there's any book I'm going to recommend to any of our great leaders out there or leaders in, in, in development, uh, I truly recommend this book. So today we're going to talk about stewardship delegation, putting first things first, habit number three, stewardship delegation is, 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 is part of this. So what is it exactly? It's basically delegating the right level of responsibility and authority to those uh, that, that you're working with. So in my multi-level marketing business, every Friday, Melanie is part of my inner circle with uh, Marie-Pierre and Annie Marchand, Sylvain Lalonde, and Julie Chaillet, we get together and we say, oh, I see this leader doing this, um, this training. Now, it's delegating them the responsibility of putting the, the, the training together, but also with a date, a time that it needs to be executed for. Now, Melanie, you're part of the process. Remember when we started delegating? By Friday, sometimes we didn't get the English version. And as we're growing and learning at the same time, we're, we're getting to a point where Everything is in harmony, but it's going to take time. So what does it include? Well, it includes, I must provide guidance as the delegator. I must provide recommendation and support if needed. Okay. This type of delegation, stewardship delegation or responsible delegation, a simpler world, it's word, it's called responsible delegation, not gopher. The responsible delegation is focused on achieving desired results and not methods. I'm not here to tell you, Monique, the method. I'm here to tell you the result. Like last night, Monique, we're looking for a result that shows how Tupperware changed my life. That was the design, the method in which you, dis, 
you decided to take, that belongs to you. They choose the method by which the result, the result shall be achieved. Now, sometimes what happens is I'm not getting the desired result. So that's when I have to go back to show them, don't tell them, right? So it takes more time, this type of delegation in the beginning, but in the end, it's really, really worth it. Our organization would not be where we are today if it was not for responsible delegation or as Stephen Covey puts it, stewardship delegation. By leveraging people's skills, people's talents, and abilities of others, you can focus on your top priorities and when, where there is the best payoff. So for me, as Maria Mariano, the business leader of my company, the best payoff for my directors is if I can meet with your 20% 20, 20 80 80 of your team. This is where I can produce the best for you. Sounds easy? Not really. Poor delegation is one of the key reasons many organizations fail, by the way. It causes frustration and it causes people to quit. So before I dive into the five steps for proper responsible delegation, don't forget at the bottom of the pod beam, okay, you'll have a heart there, Please hit that heart and it just gives us brownie points. And if you haven't shared the podcast yet, please share the podcast. It's, 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 it's exciting to see how the followers are increasing. Thanks to all you guys. So thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. The five steps into successful, responsible delegation. So the stewardship delegation. Step number one, what is the desired result? You've got to make it very clear what the desired result is and to stay focused on the desired result, not the how, not the method, but what is the desired result. Okay, number two, provide guidelines. Okay, so the parameters with which they should operate, but very few, because if you give them too many, then we're giving them methods in accomplishing the desired delegation. We don't want to give them methods. We want to give little parameters, but they are going to have to figure out simple simply include the restriction. So I give you an example. You cannot uh, pass 10 minutes, Monique. So I've delegated you the mission, which is how did Tupperware change your lifestyle? You're doing the hostess plan and that recruiting bid, okay? Your restriction is 10 minutes. So then you have the latitude to decide how is it the best way to practice this. Not only that, very important things they must not violate, which are the traditional, the traditions, the values and the principles of the company, of the family, of the church, or, you know, whatever you're working in that you want to delegate something. So if you know some, some failure paths, you can recommend them. So example, when it came to the recipe, one of the failure paths is I said, it, remember, it's not a mega party. It's not a live recipe. We don't want to duplicate what people are seeing already. It's simply demonstrating a recipe that shows how Tupperware improved our life. So the failure path, I will share it, but just in a way that they can visualize it. So number three is the resources, recommended resources 
they can use. Only recommendation. But most of the times what I do as a leader is I make sure I'm combining two leaders together on every every job I delegate. And usually they're opposites. They're opposites. If somebody is very um, tech savvy, the other one will have more experience. So the combination of the two or helping them where to get the resources helps them to accelerate and absolutely deliver over and beyond. My organization always, 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 always over delivers, always over delivers. Number four, accountability. There needs to be a standard for the performance. So now that we have great performances, I can recommend like Jean-Philippe did, like Melanie Miller did, like example Melanie Miller when I saw the presentation of the new cloths last night, where you directly showed the image of the plastics in the ocean, that's exactly what I was visualizing. So now I have standards of performance. So as we grow in our business, in our life, we begin to have higher and higher standards. So that becomes a lot easier when it comes to accountability, to be able to say, like Melanie Miller showed it in the clots when she demonstrated, if I want to um, explain the, the impact we have on the environment. And number five, consequences. Specify the good and the bad of the outcome. So example, again, with the guest event, the good is we finish at nine. If we finish past nine, when well, we're going to lose our people. The good and the bad, the natural consequences tied into the general mission. And I said to Melanie last night with Marie-Pierre, I said, I need your chocolate voice to come in and read us Stephen Covey's example, because there's no way that I could, uh, that I could give justice to what <coughs> Stephen Covey did in the story of how he used stewardship delegation when it came to his son. To read you the story, here's Melanie Miller. Good morning, everybody. So uh, this is a story that Stephen Covey tells about his son and how uh, he got his son to, I, I guess, basically conform to his idea of stewardship delegation. Some years ago, I had an interesting experience in delegation with one of my sons. We were having a family meeting and we had our mission statement up on the wall to make sure our plans were in harmony with our values. Everybody was there. I set up a big blackboard and we wrote down our goals, the key things we wanted to do and the jobs that flowed out of those goals. Then I asked for volunteers to do the job. Who wants to pay the mortgage? I asked. I noticed I was the only one with my hand up. Who wants to pay for the insurance, the food, the cars? I seem to have a real monopoly on the opportunities. Who wants to feed the new baby? There was more interest here, but my wife was the only one with the right qualifications for the job. As we went down the list, job by job, it was soon evident that mum and dad had more than 60 hour work weeks. With that paradigm in mind, some of the other jobs took on more, a more proper perspective. My seven-year-old son, Stephen, volunteered to take care of the yard. Before I actually gave him the job, I began a thorough training process. 
I wanted him to have a clear picture in his mind of what a well-cared yard was like. So I took him next door to our neighbours. Look, son, I said, see how our neighbour's yard is green and clean? That's what we're after, green and clean. Now come look at our yard. See the mixed colours? That's not it. That's not green. Green and clean is what we want. Now how you get green and green is up to you. You're free to do it any way you want, except paint it. But I'll tell you how I'd do it if it were up to me. How would you do it, Dad? I'd turn on the sprinklers, but you may want to use buckets or a hose. It makes no difference to me. All we care about is that the colour is green. Okay? Okay. Now let's talk about clean, son. Clean means no messes around, no paper, strings, bones, sticks, or anything that messes up the place. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what let what let's do. Let's just clean up half the yard right now and look at the difference. So we got out two paper sacks and picked up one side of the yard. Now look at this side. Look at the other side. See the difference? That's called clean. Wait, he called. I see some paper behind that bush. Oh, good. I didn't notice that newspaper back there. You have good eyes, son. Now, before you decide whether or not you're going to take the job, let me tell you a few more things. Because when you take the job, I don't do it anymore. It's your job. It's called a stewardship. Stewardship means a job with trust. I trust you to do the job to get it done. Now, who's going to be your boss? You, Dad? No, not me. You're the boss. You boss yourself. How do you like Mum and Dad nagging you all the time? I don't. We don't like doing it either. It sometimes causes a bad feeling, doesn't it? So you boss yourself. Now, guess who your helper is? Who? I am, I said. You boss me. I do? That's right. But my time to help is limited. Sometimes I'm away. But when I'm here, you tell me how I can help. I'll do anything you want me to do. Okay. Now, guess who judges you? Who? You judge yourself. I do. That's right. Twice a week, the two of us will walk around the yard and you can show me how it's coming. How are you going to judge? Green and clean. Right. I trained him with those two words for two weeks before I let, felt he was ready to take the job. Finally, the big day came. It's a deal, son. It's a deal. What's the job? Green and clean. What's green? He looked at our yard, which was beginning to look better. Then he pointed next door. That's the colour of his yard. What's clean? No messes. Who's the boss? I am. Who's your helper? You are, when you have the time. Who's the judge? I am. We'll walk around two times a week and I can show you how it's coming. And what will we look for? Green and clean. At that time, I didn't mention an allowance, but I wouldn't hesitate to attach an allowance to such a stewardship. Two weeks, 
and two words, I thought he was ready. It was Saturday and he did nothing. Sunday, nothing. Monday, nothing. As I pulled out of the driveway on my way to work on Tuesday, I looked at the yellow cluttered yard and the hot July sun on its way up. Surely he'll do it today, I thought. I thought I could rationalize Saturday because that was the day we made the agreement. I could rationalize Sunday. Sunday was for other things, but I couldn't rationalize Monday. And now it was Tuesday. Certainly he'd do it today. It was summertime. What else did he have to do? All day, I could hardly wait to return home to see what happened. As I rounded the corner, I was met with the same picture I left that morning. And there was my son at the park across the street playing. This was not acceptable. I was upset and disillusioned by his performance after two weeks of training and all those commitments. We had a lot of effort, pride and money invested in the yard and I could not see it going and I could see it going down the drain. Besides, my neighbor's yard was manicured and beautiful and the situation was beginning to get embarrassing. I was ready to go back to gopher delegation. Son, you get over here and pick up this garbage right now or else. I knew I could get the golden egg that way. But what about the goose? What happened to his internal commitment? So I faked a smile and yelled across the street. Hi, son, how's it going? Fine, he returned. How's the yard coming? I knew the minute I said it, I had broken our agreement. That's not the way we had set up the accounting. That's not what we had agreed. So he felt justified in breaking it too. Fine, dad. I bit my tongue and waited until after dinner. Then I said, son, let's do as we agreed. Let's walk around the yard together and you can show me how it's going in your stewardship. As we started out the door, his chin began to quiver. Tears welled up in his eyes. And by the time we got out to the middle of the yard, he was whimpering. It's so hard, dad. What's so hard? I thought to myself, you haven't done a single thing. But I knew what was hard, self-management, self-supervision. So I said, is there anything I can do to help? Would you, Dad? He sniffed. What was our agreement? You said you'd help me if you had time. I have time. So he ran into the house and came back with two sacks. He handed me one. Will you pick up that stuff? He pointed to the garbage from Saturday night's bar barbecue. It makes me sick. So I did. I did exactly what he asked me to do. And that was when he signed the agreement in his heart. It became his yard, his stewardship. He only asked for help two or three more times that entire summer. He took care of that yard. He kept it greener and cleaner than it had ever been under my stewardship. He even reprimanded his brothers and sisters if they left so much as a gum wrapper on the lawn. I love, no, am I the only one who loves to hear a chocolate voice and 
oh, Marie-Pia, you understand what I'm talking about? Like this story, Melanie is exactly what stewardship is about. It's exactly this, okay? It means a job, delegating a job with trust, delegating a job with trust. Thank you for showing the book. Now, Marie-Pia will do the conclusion. Like what exactly has happened in the story? Take it away, Marie-Pia. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> so yes, uh, there's something really important in that part of that book that is trust, because there's different kind of external motivation we can have. Incentive motivation, fear motivation, power motivation, social motivation, but trust is the highest form of human motivation. So it brings out the very best in people, but it takes time and patience. And it doesn't prevent the necessity to train and develop people so that their competency can rise to the level of that trust. So trust is the great human motivator and stewardship delegation relies heavily on it. So when you trust your people to deliver the results you seek and you give them the support and freedom to innovate and exercise initiative, you empower them to channel the best of their potential in their work. So this is how good things become great. So if stewardship is delegation is done correctly, both parties will benefit and ultimately much more work will get done in much less time. The focus in stewardship delegation is on effectiveness and not efficiency. So yes, for example, you can pick up the room better than a child, but the key is that you want to empower the child to do it. It takes time, yes. You have to get involved in the training and development it takes time, but how valuable the time is downstream. So it saves you so much in the long run. So this approach involves an entirely new paradigm of delegation. In effect, it changes the nature of the relationship. The steward becomes his own boss, governed by a conscience that contains the commitment to agree upon a desired result. But it also releases its creative energy toward doing whatever it's necessary in harmony with correct principle to achieve those desired results. So the principles involved in the stewardship delegation are correct and applicable to any person or situation. Of course, you will act differently with each person. For example, with the immature people, you will specify your desired results and more guidelines identify more resources, conduct more frequent accountability interview, and apply more immediate consequences. If you are with more mature people, you have more challenging desired results, fewer guidelines, and less frequent accountability, and less measurable, but more discernible criteria. So effective delegation is perhaps the best indicator of effective management simply because it's so basic to both personal and organizational growth. So that's why you want the stewardship delegation in your organization. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. And I just want to conclude, if you don't have the conditioning of, uh, of uh, the millionaire of the diamonds, this is where you're going to understand the importance of Stephen Covey's habits one, two, and three. There is no reason 
for me and you to say, oh, I got a master stewardship delegation. Oh, I got to do my mission statements. Oh, I got to begin with the end in mind. Oh, I, I, I need to focus on first things first. There's no reason for me to do any of this unless there is clarity in what I want to accomplish by the end of 2021, what I want to accomplish five years from now, and where do I see myself 10 years from now. You see, all of this clarity in my dream life brings me to look at this book and say, I have to master habits one, two, and three for me to absolutely be able then to have the incredible public victories. So today, when I look at my life, it's, a, it's been a 39-year process. And I can tell you, as a, um, as a student of Stephen Covey, that absolutely we cannot accomplish long-term public victories without mastering habits one, two, and three. And right now, Marie-Pierre, Melanie Miller, the stewardship delegation is one of the most powerful one and but I have to tell you and people like myself that are hard hard workers that I'm very 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 effective so I'll give you an example I do dishes it takes me 10 minutes somebody else does the same dishes it will take them 30 minutes you have to understand how quickly impatient I can become but I could never have built my enterprise to where it is today if I thought I was the only one in the world that can do A, B, C, D. Only when I exercise stewardship, delegation, and more so Melanie Miller and Marie-Pierre since COVID-19 happened. Like you, you absolutely have to delegate only since this has happened. And the growth we are experiencing right now, let's face it, Melanie and Marie-Pierre, we just hit the nail right on the head. It, is, it has been thanks to stewardship delegation thanks to my incredible team that all of this magic has been happening so thank you for joining us don't miss out tomorrow morning the close of the private victories Mwah! melanie miller i love you exactly what i wanted to feel you made brought me the, the emotions i teared up and i thought of all the times that i delegated to my kids and it ended up with get your ass here we gotta do and i said oh god that i screw it up okay but at the end of the day they're still not bad kids okay but i in my head i was going through all the times that it was a total fail total fail but anyways okay love you guys don't be hard on yourselves it's you know we we are all a work in progress bye bye everyone thank you my friend ciao <laughs>